Hawkins Angels. Eight 13 locations on Saturday and today, including the Santa Rosa Bar. The Wagon Wheel Saloon is part of the operation. The federal government says they're a convicted criminal gang. The Hills Angels consider them enemies. They call themselves the Mongols Motorcycle Club. But for this East LA-born brotherhood, the last few years have been a fight for survival. They've been under federal indictment for the last decade. And recently, a federal jury in Santa Ana convicted the National Club of racketeering. And and how you guys doing this morning? We are going to be talking about, you guessed it, RICO and how it's being used against motorcycle clubs as well as the two differences of RICO, one criminally, one civilly, and how it has gotten out of control. It's just like anything the government passes, it eventually affects Everybody, you know, citizens, they love to uh, have their security, pass all the laws that you want, just so I'm safe. But when they do, it's used against the people that wanted it in the first place. Real tricky business here right now. Don't forget to uh, subscribe pound rock on this is going to be a good segment uh, after uh, immediately after this segment go to uh, Hollywood and China Dow show on MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com or you can listen uh, to the replays over on the podcast platform so Rico and what is Rico and we're going to take a quick listen to it and then we're going to delve deeper into it on why this thing has to be unconstitutional. There was actually a ruling, uh, a dissenting opinion, by none other than Justice Scalia. Can you believe that? So let's take a listen to this real quick. So what is the Racketeer-Influenced or Corrupt Organization Act, or the RICO statute. Well, this is a very powerful criminal law. It's a federal law that allows um, for individuals that are involved in a common enterprise that has some pattern of what is defined as racketeering um, to be uh, charged collectively for being part of that enterprise or scheme. Uh, it's commonly used for uh, to uh, reach out to people who hire other people to carry on criminal activity for them, such as the transportation of uh, drugs or narcotics or weapons or something like that. So anyone who's taking part in the scheme can be charged as well. And it's also used to reach assets that were used in any way in furtherance of that crime. So That right there is the basic definition of the RICO law. It was first used against the motorcycle club in the late 70s, 79, I believe, with Sonny Barger and the Hells Angels. That resulted in the government getting their butts kicked. They don't like that kind of stuff. And if you look at the video I did on Clarence Smitty Smith, he actually beat five murders, but they used this RICO uh, act to get him at the federal level, even though he was found innocent of his crimes at the state level. The feds, once you get into their eyesight, they never leave you alone. And RICO has become one of their favorite tools 
tools, favorite tools, to go after you with. To them, you only need predicates, and they will chase you down, chase you down, and chase you down until they finally get you. The feds have a 98% conviction rate. It's a huge rate. Most people cannot even defend ourselves, which is sad in this country. So let's dive a little more deeper into this material and understanding exactly what RICO is about. Now, this is from a, a law firm that is former federal prosecutors. It gives you the very basics, just like that video does, uh, but a little more history. And again, people, you might be sitting out there and saying that, hey, good for them. Uh, they're all getting busted. We need to get them off the street and stuff. Even if it doesn't matter that a lot of the other people in the organization didn't do nothing, you still feel like it's a good ideal. That was used against the Mongols, where a jury convicted them of RICO, but what they didn't tell you was there's two different types of RICO. I don't know if they used the criminal one on them or the civil one. I I don't know. I got to look that up. I know I should have had that prepared before I went on air with this. We'll talk about that in a second and how the feds were gloating when the jury said, yeah, take their trademark, but the judge overruled that, and I think it's in the Ninth Circuit right now. Anyway, uh, since 1970, the RICO Act has been working to combat organized crime in the United States. Even though the threat of the mafia families or other major crime organizations is sparse in the 2020s, especially, and he's from Georgia, this law has come under fire more recently for its negative effects on individuals who may be perceived as committing crimes on behalf of a group. It was initially enacted to go after the mafia families, and I like how they say that it's basically destroyed uh, the syndicate and the outfit. It, it, you know what, they just retune and go ahead with business again. You know, these people can say what they want about them. Uh, again, it was created to prosecute the prominent mafia families. Several civil and criminal crimes can fall underneath its stipulations. Now, one of the things in the dissenting opinion of Scalia is this law is so vague that it actually affects your due process rights. And the dissent in an opinion, which we'll go over, they said Congress needs to tighten up this act because it's ridiculous. Wait till you see some of the other organizations that probably supported this passage of the RICO Act back in the day, now crying about it. Now, there are... 35 distinct crimes that are associated with RICO. 
The, it is important to note it says that RICO Act typically only applies to crimes that are somehow tied to, related to, or performed on behalf of an enterprise. Get this! This means that any kind of organization, union, they could have used this against the Teamsters with Hoffa if it was around back then by him, Corporation such as churches, ooh, you in this day and age with the environment against religion, can you imagine Rico being used against a church? I do, because that's how bad it's gotten in these days. So, the current administration not too friendly towards churches. I can tell you that. Politicians, oh, would it come back and bite them in the ass? Let's hopeful. Nonprofits. Uh, to name a few, can be subject to conviction for offenses included in this law. So if that's the case, any organization, why, for example, I believe there was six cops in New York busted uh, running a drug ring, why wasn't that organization uh, RICO'd? Hmm, interesting. But the RICO... A whole club because the six guys did the same thing. I get it. So, basically, they're saying unlawful actions that are committed in relation to or on a behalf of a criminal organization, which, again, can include, in its broad thing, and I think this is what uh, Scalia was talking about, any union, corporation, churches, politician... Yeah, unions, you back this kind of shit. Anyway, it has grown to uncover 35 distinct crimes. We're not going to go through every damn one of them. But we're just going to go over the basics. Larceny, crimes involving people, including murder, kidnapping, slavery, human smuggling, tampering with witnesses. Money-related crimes, including fraud, embezzlement, laundering of money, bribery, paying for murder for hire, gambling, counterfeiting. Uh, And this is funny. This right here is funny. Criminal copyright infringement. Damn, man, can somebody, like, go uh, Rico those Chinese bastards? They're over there freaking copying every damn club patch and selling them online again. Ain't that copyright infringement? Arsons, acts of terrorism, obstruction of justice. Very interesting right there. Obstruction of justice. Anybody could do that. And cops can say anybody that was involved in the crime tried to, you know, they'll throw that charge on there. Just uh, put a cherry on top of their little criminal case. Trafficking controlled substances. False use of a passport. See how it expanded from its original purpose, which usually happens with these laws. When they're passed, the, the initial reason why it's passed always gets broadened and gives law enforcement and prosecutors more damn ammo to step all over your rights, your due process, everything. Throw the Fourth Amendment out, man, is what I say. Because that's basically what happens when they pass these laws. 
unfreaking real, man. Now, here's some of the penalties. Penalties of the RICO. Uh, it has expanded the years to include any kind of enterprise-related pattern of crime. Uh, the penalties that one could face if charged are severe. There's a maximum penalty. Those convicted of RICO-related crime can face up to 20 years of imprisonment and fined of $250,000. Remember, that is one charge, one count. All that starts added up with all the counts that they throw against you. One may be sentenced to life in prison if the charge is directly related to racketeering activity with a penalty of life imprisonment such as drug trafficking or homicide. Well, you say, hey, Hollywood, why is it not bad to throw those that are convicted of such crimes and give them life imprisonment? Okay. Was there due process there? Because Rico, it steps all over it. So why should I be happy if something like that happens? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, there's an additional penalty. The defendant may also face the consequences associated with the crime itself. Yes, you're getting hit twice. Uh, that means if convicted of committing mail fraud under the Rico Act, both mail fraud and Rico penalties are considered. See how out of control this really gets. Now, oh, we love, you know what? The government is one big business, man. Let me tell you. Once they go, it, it don't even matter if you're convicted or not. They go after your possessions as well, and they use this as a means to the end to do that. Any interest inquired through this activity, okay, how are you going to prove that? Any interest, security, claim, or property contractual right in an enterprise. Any property included in unlawful debt collected, and this is forfeiture uh, laws. They, I think it was billions that they got last year. It also defines in which manner the property may be forfeited, such as physical property like homes or businesses, intangible property like privileges, securities, or claims. Now, they got one thing right here. If charged with this, you better get a team of attorneys because if you go with a public pretender, you're cooked, baby. You're cooked. I'd sit there and tell the judge, no, oh, I'm firing my attorney. Up, oh, I'm firing my attorney. Up, oh, I'm firing my attorney. I wouldn't even let it get to trial. You know why? Because you make them appoint a real damn attorney that's going to work on your behalf. Anybody that's getting charged with this RICO crap, you're looking at some major, major money to get a defense team. It's not at a public pretender level, okay? It really isn't. And that's one of the due process uh, aspects that I truly believe that is violated is because the government has unlimited resources to prosecute your ass, but you don't have the resources to compete against them. Judges don't care about liberty. They do not care about your Fourth Amendment. 
They just want the case because it might be a spotlight on them. Look at that George Floyd deal. That wasn't a RICO case, but look at that judge. He was front and center getting all the attention. So if the government has millions of dollars to go, and that's what it usually costs during a RICO case is millions of dollars that a defendant has to come up with. That's probably the minimum. So, it is really sad. Now, why do I say I don't believe that RICO is actually constitutional? We're going to read that when we talk about Justice Scalia's deal. But let's go back here, right here. And here's a great article from Reason.com which talks about that and how the RICO law violates our liberty. Intended as a weapon against organized crime, RICO has instead been turned against labor unions, abortion protesters, yes, abortion protesters can be charged with RICO offenses, investment firms, According to an American Bar Association study, more than 90% of the civil, uh, private civil cases alleging RICO violations are not being brought against organized crime. And this reminds me of the bikey laws out in Oz, how everybody wanted these laws to get rid of the big bad bikies. Well, next thing you know, it's being used against them, and now they're pissed. Exactly the same thing here. You know what? Watch what you wish for. Watch what you wish for here. Any crime that you think needs, or uh, bill that needs to be uh, enacted, will come back and bite you in the ass. Just look at the Patriot Act. Ho ho, the Patriot Act. What a doozy right there, baby. Everybody was freaking out about the September 11th terrorist attack. Well, they rushed this bill through all right in the name of security, national security. Next thing you know, people are like, well, why can't I fly in an airplane? Or why are they doing this? Or why are they? Well, you wanted it. You got it. It's just like this law now. Let's see here. Legal businesses, labor union, even spouses... In one case, a feuding rabbi. Yeah, they went after rabbis with this because they were feuding together. And it goes on to say the law is uh, ensnaring people whose only connection with the racket is the occasional counter with a screaming baby. That's how out of control this law has got. Now again, Congress sought to strengthen the hand of prosecutors against the mobsters who had confounded law enforcement. Originally, Rep. Mario Biegi uh, had offered a 20-word provision that read, it shall be unlawful for any person to be member of a mafia or La Costa Nostra organization. Problem with that, like it says here, that's against the First Amendment. Although it raised other legal problems, this proposal would have had a great virtue of aiming the law directly at its intended targets. Problem is, you can't do that because you can't tell people what they can and cannot be a part of. Instead, they got a statue that refers confusingly to racketeering, 
predicated acts and enterprises. The federal government was going after the Mongols, and it came up to that one case that we all know since Doc Cruveos. That's how long they'll track your ass. And there's other cases that it'll go back 20 years. They'll use those predicate acts, even though it might have happened 20 years ago, against you now. Uh, let's see here. The law is so vague that the Supreme Court Justice Anto- Antonio Scalia has suggested that it may be unconstitutional. And for somebody like him, when he was alive, to suggest this might be unconstitutional is pretty hardcore. But again, Scalia actually was one of them judges that looked at the Constitution as written. Now, like I said before, there is a criminal one, and then there's a civil RICO case. Civil. And this is out of Dubai law. And it talks about, again, how it was uh, established and all that stuff. Uh, let's see here. This case was about an insurance company often file a civil RICO case against uh, physicians. See how bad it went? who treat auto accident victims and accept payment via an assignment of their patients' no-fault insurance benefits. Such suits generally allege fraud on the part of the physicians. So now, with civil, they can just, you know, insurance companies, they're pricks anyway, don't like your ass for doing something. They'll go after you with the civil RICO type of deal. Uh, these base uh, the insurance company's basic allegation often is that the physician doesn't really own and or control his own medical practice. Are you stupid? Ah, uh, hopefully. Well, it says uh, the courts are quick to dismiss uh, frivolous RICO allegations. Uh, at an early uh, stage, a civil RICO plaintiff cannot simply allege garden variety fraud. It must allege the following three things. So this is the civil one. The defendant committed a substantial uh, RICO violation per a code. Uh, the plaintiff's business was injured, and the injury occurred by reason of the defendant's substantive uh, RICO violations. In term of the RICO violation, the plaintiff must allege that the defendant participated in conduct of an enterprise via a pattern of racketeering activity. Uh, yeah, so now we got private companies that can bring these civil RICO charges against people? How is that even fair? And then they go on to say enterprise, what it is, conduct. Did the defendant occupy a position in the enterprise chain of command? Did he or she knowingly implement enterprise decisions? Uh, Pattern of racketeering activity? This is all the stuff that has to do and what you got to meet in a civil RICO case. Does that mean I can, like, sue my lawyer for being an asshole? Anyway, there was a case that was argued in front of the Supreme Court that had to do with the RICO Act. And, of course, there was the criminal and all that type of stuff, uh, aspects of this case. Let's see here. Let's go here. It had to do with every time. Okay, did it really mean to cover rabbis and disappointed uh, things? Okay, it's taught. Now, the opinion wrote by uh, Justice Scalia 
Lower courts had thrown out the suit on grounds that all acts involved a single scheme, while the RICO uh, statute requires multiple schemes. All nine justices disagreed, but four joined a concurring opinion during the murkiness of the statute and difficulty uh, federal courts have in, uh, in attaching it. And he went on to say life is a fountain. He also warned that while no constitutional challenge to the law was raised in that case, the fact that the highest court in the land has been unable to derive from this statute anything more than today's meager guidelines bodes ill for the day when that challenge is presented. And then in another opinion by Justice Marshall, he expressed a similar frustration, meaning that if this issue of RICO is raised in their court again, but it being at the center of the case as being, hey, this is unconstitutional, it might be overturned right here. Could you imagine the floodgates? Holy cow. Uh, let's see here. Uh, did it really, uh, Congress must clarify and amend the statute is what he said. Did it really mean to cover rabbis and disappointed wives or landlords and rent disputes to be presumed racketeers? Does it make any sense to have parallel federal remedies for almost all fraud disputes? What constitutes a pattern of racketeering? Legislation that revives uh, civil RICO is pending. Well, what about criminal RICO, man? Enough! It's under... Man! And then, uh, this is a little deal uh, that was a case, uh, Mother of Mercy. And the abstract of this was present, uh, Scalia presented a constitution challenge to RICO in Cinema versus Imrex uh, versus Northwest Bell. In the former case, the United States Supreme Court addressed for the first time the extraordinary application, this is the civil RICO, and criticizes the lower courts for a failure to develop meaningful concepts of the law uh, pattern of racketeering. In the latter, four justices invited the lower courts to determine whether the vagueness of the pattern uh, requirement renders RICO unconstitutional. Very interesting. And there was four sitting judges at the time that were talking about this. See all the confusion that you have around these type of laws. And this is what motorcycle clubs are facing like the Hells Angels, Mongols, Outlaws, Banditos, Pagans. Because some of their people go rogue and do some stupid crap doesn't mean the whole organization is a criminal entity. That blew my mind when the jury, let's go to that one. And, of course, they were like all your peckers heart and stuff out of the Department of Justice, the Central District of California. Now, a whole club was RICO, but nobody went to jail here, by the way. That's why I don't know if they used a civil one. I'll look it up. I'll get back to you. 
But they are all over here giddy because a federal jury ordered the Mongols uh, to forfeit Logos. Didn't end up happening because the judge says, you know what, no. And I believe this is probably going to get all the way up to the top court. Just a little excerpt here. After fighting the Mongols or outlaw motorcycle gang guilty of racketeering, a federal jury determined that the criminal organization should forfeit the logos worn by members, finding that there was a direct connection between the gang's crimes and the trademark logos that prosecutors said formed the core of the uh, club's identity. Uh, the forfeiture verdict culminates in a decade-long prosecution. You get that, right? A decade-long prosecution of the Mongol uh, Nation Enterprise and 77 members who were previously found guilty of racketeering offenses. So if there was 77 people that were found to be guilty, those are 77 people. How many damn... Mongols are there. There's a lot more than that. So those 77 people cannot represent the organization as a whole. That makes no sense whatsoever, if you ask me. But that's the abuse that you're finding in these RICO charges. Now that they can be used against unions and doctors now, I couldn't believe that one. (laughs) Unions, churches, uh, all that kind of stuff. Regular citizens, hopefully, are starting to see, hey, wait a second here, I don't like this. And and you shouldn't. But you should also be in touch with your representative before laws like this are passed. Now, I get it, it was passed in the 70s. Different way of thinking. A lot of more people were ignorant back then. We already see how law enforcement treated clubs in the decade, 80s, and on. I get it. But what about now? Why ain't you on your phone with your representative saying, hey, you know what? This ain't too cool, man. This is being used against people that it wasn't initially uh, intended for. Just my opinion. What do you guys think of this? Very interesting stuff here, man. And this is what MCs have to face all the time when it comes to law enforcement. Because they get over freaking zealous. They get all this, they get this power freaking image where they just want to step on everybody's rights. And that's not what this country's about. So leave your comments in the comment section. We're going to go right now over to MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. I got China Dow freaking joining me right now. Let's go have some fun, shall we? Yeah. 